Good morning, church. So good to be with you. Uh, this morning, we are continuing in our series, the core va- uh, we're talking about the core values of our church this morning. And the core value that we're looking at is this. Take a look at the screen. It says, we value church planting as one of the most effective evangelistic tools. And the anchor um, scripture for this core value is Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my disciple, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So why do people plant churches? Like, why did we plant this church about a year ago? And why do we desire to perhaps plant more churches in the future? And the reason is this, we believe that church planting is one of the most effective evangelistic tools. A new church plant in any given community, especially a new community, is the most effective and powerful evangelistic tools. And if I were to sum up this core value into one single word, the one word would be this, evangelism. Evangelism is not just my job, it's not just the pastor's job, it's everyone's job. In fact, if you are a Christ follower, then evangelism should be part of your DNA. I like what Bill Hybels, pastor of Willow Creek Community Church in Chicago says about evangelism. He says this, take a look at this. He says, the single greatest gift Christ's followers can give to the people around them is an introduction to the God who created them, who loves them, and who has a purpose for their lives. This is what evangelism is all about. Constantly looking for people that are far from God. And as Christ followers, isn't this what we want most? To touch the lives of people? To touch the lives of people that we know? To touch the lives of people that we love? To touch the lives of people that are far from God? And so this morning, I want to talk a little bit about evangelism. And I just um, have one big idea regarding evangelism. And it's this. Oh, before I forget, um, in your bulletins is, uh, is some business cards um, to invite people to church. I want you to just kind of include that in your wallet, just part of your evangelism tool belt. And maybe one day God might surprise you and it might actually come in handy. And so some business cards, if you need some extra, we have more in the info table. And oh, by the way... Um, what I'm going to share, the one big idea that I'm going to share is, uh, comes out of this book, um, Just Walk Across the Room by Bill Hybels. And you can find this on Amazon.com too. And so if you're going to order your Jesus glasses that Matt talked about last week, go ahead and order this book on Amazon.com as well. Just Walk Across the Room by Bill Hybels. And so the one big idea regarding evangelism is this. Take a look at this. This is our circle of comfort. This is where our friends are. 
This is where it's easy to relate. This is where we joke and talk story and laugh. This is where there's no threats. This is where it's safe. Then all the way out here, though, is the zone of the unknown. This is where perhaps a person is feeling lonely. This is perhaps where a person needs some encouragement. This is where perhaps a person feels ignored or overlooked or unnoticed. But here's the problem. Most of us, we spend a great majority of our time in the circle of comfort. Because it's safe. There's no risk-taking here. And a majority of us spend very little time in the zone of the unknown. And we've learned this since we were children, actually. In fact, we teach this to our children. We tell our children, stranger danger. Don't talk to strangers. And rightly so, especially in the world that we live in today, we have to teach our children about stranger danger. But here's the thing. Now that we're adults, now that we can fend for ourselves, we actually have to unlearn this idea of stranger danger if we're going to reach people for Christ, if we're going to give the single greatest uh, gift to people that are living far from God. We have to learn to get unstuck. We have to learn that we no longer can stay in our circle of comfort but that we have to walk across the room and enter the zone of the unknown. A lot of Christians, they, uh, a lot of actually people, they come up to me uh, every so often, and they're like, oh, you're a pastor. I tried that. I tried Christianity. It was boring. So boring. It's just uh, not my thing. You know why it's, it was boring for them? Because they stayed in their circle of comfort. They never entered the zone of the unknown. You see, the zone of the unknown is where the action and the adventure and the excitement is. The zone of the unknown is actually where God does his best work. But oftentimes, we're stuck. We're stuck here in our circle of comfort. And we need to get unstuck. We need to leave our circle of comfort walk across the room and enter the zone of the unknown. Kind of creepy and hard, huh? Well, I have homework for you. The homework is this. I want you to talk to three strangers this week. Now, I want you to be wise about it. Don't put yourself in danger or harm's way, but talk to three strangers this week, okay? Don't even talk about God. Don't even talk about church. Just try to make small talk with three strangers. And I'll give you some ideas. Here's some suggestions. I go to Costco about once every week, usually to pick up some supplies for the church. And I'm naturally an introvert. I'm actually a shy person, believe it or not. And so I have to intentionally leave my circle of comfort. And so at Costco, I try to practice this. I try to leave my circle of comfort, and I try to walk across the room and enter the zone of the unknown. And so this is what I do. 
at the checkout counter. I'm looking and I'm niele and nosy about what everyone else has in their cart. And then I, I, I find something that I can talk about, and I'm like, oh man, ma'am, is, are those organic pot stickers any good? And we end up talking about pot stickers. Or I'll be like, oh God, that, that book Lee, from Lee Child, that's amazing. I love Lee Child. How's Jack Reacher? Isn't he awesome? And we end up having a great conversation about books. Here's another idea. My wife, she's really good at this. Uh, my wife uh, likes to go walking. And every time we go walking, I'm like far ahead and she's like behind talking to someone about their dog. And I'm like, "Hun, come on, let's go. You, you wouldn't believe how long of a conversation you can have about dogs. And this is with a stranger. You're like, oh, your dog is so cute. Oh, what vet do you all uh, uh, go to? Oh, um, who's, your, um, who's your groomer? Oh, uh, what kind of food did you, do you feed your dog? Your dog is amazing. What kind of breed is your dog? She can go on and on with a total stranger. She can actually leave her circle of comfort, walk across the room, and she enters the zone of the unknown. Here's another suggestion. For many of you, your neighbors are still strangers. Yeah, I bet you many of you don't know your neighbors. And so we've been living in our home um, here in Ocean Point for since 2008. And for like five, six years, we never met this stranger like two doors down. And so during Christmas, uh, my wife and I um, we were like, oh, man, how do we meet this stranger? And so... Um, my wife bakes a blueberry cream cheese pie. And then we go over and we knock on their door and we say, hey, Merry Christmas. We want to just bless you with this blueberry cream cheese pie. And we end up on their porch for 30 minutes talking story. And now every single time we drive by them, they're waving at us before we even wave at them. See, it's not hard to talk to strangers. In fact... You can actually try it out today, right after church. Instead of digging out right after church, maybe spend two, three, four minutes looking around for that person that might be in the zone of, of the unknown, that might be feeling alone or need some encouragement. Why don't you leave your circle of comfort? Maybe for two, three minutes, walk across the room, introduce yourself and say hi. This is where the excitement and adventure and the action is in the zone of the unknown. I remember um, my pal Vince and I, we were in Japan. Uh, This was years ago, and we were on this train. Now, you have to understand, in Japan, there's like choke people. There's like people everywhere, everywhere you go, on the streets, on the sidewalks, in the train station, in the trains, in the stores, in the restaurants, people everywhere, everywhere. And most of them keep to themselves. They're in the zone of the unknown. And so Vince and I, we're, we're in, we hop on this train. I don't know if you remember this, but we hop on this train and we're like, there's like, it's crowded. There's no seats. And so we're like hanging on, just kind of cruising like this. We're in our circle of comfort. And then Vince nudges me. He's like, dude, check that out. I'm like, what? And I look over, 
and there's this lady that's reading um, this English book. It's like a elementary school, maybe fifth grade book. And he's like, dude. And we're hanging on. He's like, dude, you go talk to her, man. And I'm like, no, you go. And he's like, no, you go. No, you go. And we're like having this like argument about who should leave their circle of comfort and walk across the room and enter the zone of the unknown. And so I'm like, all right, man, I'll go. And so I go and I talk to this lady, introduce myself and sit, and we talk about English and we talk about this book. And then I'm just about ready to invite her to church on Sunday. And then she says, oh, sayonara. (laughs) And the train doors open. And she actually walks out into the crowd of people. And I'm like, dude, if only we didn't argue, we would have had the opportunity to invite her to church. Well, the next day, we hop on a a train again. And, And so we're like in our circle of comfort. And then this lady approaches us from the peripheral of my vision. It's the same lady from yesterday, dude. Now you have to like really understand like the train system to appreciate um, this like miracle. It's really a miracle. I mean, there's just tons of people. There's tons of trains. There's tons of times that trains come back and forth. and, And even within a train, there's like, tons of carts that make up a train. And so like for anyone to bump into each other for a second time in Japan at the train station, it is like a miracle. Well, this lady comes up and she's like, oh, hello. And then we end up talking and we actually get to invite her to church. And she comes to church on Sunday. And then she comes to church a second time, the second Sunday. And then on the second Sunday, she receives the single greatest gift, an introduction to the God who created her, loves her, and has a purpose for her life. This is where the action is. This is where the adventure is. This is where the excitement is in the zone of the unknown. But oftentimes, we spend all our time, a majority of our time, in our circle of comfort. And God says, no, leave your circle of comfort every so often. Walk across the room and enter the zone of the unknown. Matt spoke about the Samaritan woman at the well last week. And I just wanted to piggyback off of uh, that passage of Scripture for a bit. It's found in John chapter 4, beginning in verse 3. This is the word of God. Listen carefully to what it says. It says that Jesus left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. 
When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. And so here, we find Jesus and his disciples. And they're making this road trip back to Galilee. And it's hot. They're tired. They're hungry. They're thirsty. And so they stop at this well. And I I picture this scene. um, I picture the disciples saying to Jesus, Hey, Jesus! Well, we're going to go into town. We're going to hang out at White's. White's means Waikiki for short. So we're going to hang out at White's. And um, we're going to go at Rainbow's Drive-In. And and we're going... And we're going to get some grinds. Do you like go join us or what? And Jesus says, nah, nah, nah. You all go, bruh. But you can buy me one chicken katsu curry rice plate lunch on your way back or what? And they're like, shoot. And so they head off. And Jesus is at this well. He's by himself. And then Jesus notices this woman, this Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus leaves his circle of comfort. Jesus walks across the room. And Jesus enters the zone of the unknown. Now, Jesus could have ignored this woman... Jesus could have overlooked this woman. This woman would have understood. This woman would have actually expected it because that's how she's lived for years. Rejected, ignored, overlooked, unnoticed, unloved. But Jesus does not ignore her. Jesus goes to great lengths to notice this Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus leaves his circle of comfort. And he walks across the room, if you will. And he enters the zone of the unknown. Jesus treats this woman with dignity and respect. Jesus asks this woman for a drink of water. Jesus engages with this Samaritan woman regarding Living water. They have this rich and meaningful conversation regarding living water. And this woman receives the single greatest gift. She is introduced to the God who created her and loves her and has a purpose for her life. And from that afternoon on, Her life is forever changed. In order for us to be successful at evangelism, we'll need to leave our circle of comfort, walk across the room, and enter the zone of the unknown. But why? Why should I leave my circle of comfort? 
Why should I walk across the room? Why should I enter the zone of the unknown? Here's why. Because over 2,000 years ago, someone left his circle of comfort and walked across the room for you. Picture this with me. The Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in their circle of comfort. In tight, close, deep communion. The Holy Trinity in special, intimate, perfect fellowship. But Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, has his eye on you. And so Jesus Christ, the Son of God, leaves his circle of comfort and walks across the cosmos for you. I think that's why we should walk across the room. Because Jesus walked across the room for you. Listen to what the scripture says about Jesus' walk across the cosmos. In Philippians 4, it says this. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Why should we walk across the room? Because Jesus walked across the room for you. And you got the opportunity to receive the single greatest gift, an introduction to the God who created you, who loves you, and who has a purpose for your life. So that's why we should walk across the room. Is that a good word? All right. Let us pray.